What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the R&R Pot of Film. Actually, this is a special episode, and G could not be here, but I brought on a special guest, someone that I love dearly, that is the king of talk style, so... I, I'll just let him introduce himself. So we went, we went throwback there with the King of Talk style moniker. Oh, yeah. You know what? The, what did um, Finn Balor's post the other day? Future equals past. That could be coming true. Um, my name is Anthony DeStefano. If you don't know me, I host the Rant Pod. Um, it's the RVNT Pod on Twitter. It's a show for mature audiences with immature humor because we're a bunch of big kids. I mean, that's all I am, so that's it's, why I love the it's show. It's still R&R pod. It's Repass and Rant pod tonight. That's what <laughs> Yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs> that's it. And we are going to be talking about Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. It released on Netflix this past Wednesday, right before Thanksgiving. Obviously, the best time to release a Netflix film with everyone home for the holiday, uh, off work on Thanksgiving. At least most people, God bless everyone that works in retail on Black Friday. I could never do it. I would kill someone. Uh, but it's getting a lot of backlash. There's a lot of people that don't See, like it. I, I, I saw um, our buddy Nate. He wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, and hey, listen, if you're not, I get it. I get it to an extent because I thought the film was – put together beautifully to almost be a biopic on Frank Sheeran and everything he did and everything he saw. I think it was put together almost like a diet, like a documentary kind of, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it was him looking at his life, you know, in the past. So I thought that was done great, but it was slow. It was a slow movie. There wasn't real many climax parts as you you know as you would expect in a Scorsese like the departed that's just a roller coaster that's all the way up and all the way down you yep. know what I mean this yeah. one it just kind of stayed even keel the whole time yep and I mean of course when you look at the cast that that Scorsese brought on for this movie oh my god you, you, it's insane you've got uh, Al Pacino he's never done a Scorsese film I, I was I'm not a huge uh Pacino guy, but I was really interested in seeing what he was going to do with Scorsese, especially uh, playing Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, De Niro's always good. De Niro's amazing. And and Joe Pesci. All right. So and then, well, uh, well, let's not forget the, the star of the show, my favorite comedian, Sebastian Maniscalco. He he was in it as Crazy Joey for like two minutes and then he got capped out real quick. <laughs> yeah, there, I was like, there there's is, Sebastian. Oh, <laughs> there is so much to talk about with this movie. Uh, and it's three and a half hours long. Mm. That is that is the big issue that people are, are finding so far. I saw where someone put on Twitter, you, uh, if you wanted to turn it into a yeah. miniseries and I quoted that tweet and said I could never do it because with with anytime they they put a, a whole show on Netflix like Stranger Things or something I binge all of it I, I can't do it unlike The Mandalorian it makes me excited for the next episode but I haven't this, had that feeling like that with The Mandalorian since like uh, Game of Thrones where it's like I'm waiting every week for a show yeah. um, I, haven't, I haven't felt that way but, since like Breaking Bad see my thing with the Irishman is like I don't think that you have to break it up I think no if you get caught in a story which some people aren't and again like I said that's understandable for for me it's a long you know it's very it's, driven yeah slow slow pieces moving but I enjoyed it and it didn't feel like three hours for me so no. When I watched, I put it on, I put the baby to bed and I put it on like 830. And then I was like three and a half hour at midnight. I'm still sitting <laughs> up watching the movie. Yeah. But 
Um, it, you know, minor details were big for me, um, but I'm sure we'll get into like more details in the review. Yeah, of course. So usually how we start things is we start off with the good. So you're our guest. So we'll let you start things off. What was one of your favorite things about the Irishman? My favorite thing, um, well, anything with Robert De Niro is, I mean, every, if you ever listen to the ramp pod, I, I literally praise De Niro every episode, even though, you know, he doesn't even he doesn't even have to be brought up for me to praise him but um i i think denaro was great um i thought pesci was good or i thought i thought i'm sorry i thought pacino was good i thought pesci was the star of that movie joe yep. pesci stole the show in that movie his performance was unreal like and i'm not a big pesci guy but at, at first i didn't even like think of it that it was joe pesci you know with the and I'm like, oh, my God, that's, you know, I knew he was in the movie and I'm waiting for him. But they show him as the old man first. And I'm yep. like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> that's Pesci. Yeah, it, it, it's insane. It just for a guy that's been, quote unquote, retired yeah. as long as he has. I mean, he hasn't worked in years. And for him to come back for a role like this, it, he he was the star of the show for me. Yep. I, I always enjoy uh, De Niro. He hasn't been as good of late. He hasn't been in uh, very well, he's quality making, he's films. He's making films like Bad Grandpa. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. like he's not making movies. What's the movie where he, it's The Intern? It's a great movie. He, yeah. You know, he's doing those serious movies, and then he went into more comedy. like the Bad Grandpa, like the comedy stuff, the one where they all go to Vegas. Isn't he in that one? Um, the, uh, the, the old people movie? Isn't it De Niro? He's, I don't know. He's in a bunch of weird movies where it's supposed to be comedy. Um, but I think that it wasn't Las Vegas. Was it Las Vegas? Was De Niro in Las Vegas? I don't know. I, once they all yeah, get yeah, older, yeah, he, yeah, was, he was, right? So, yep. yeah. So he's doing all these, um, like, funny films and comedy films where it's, like, playing on his age, but he still has that swagger about him. And this one was, like, it was cool because my one of my favorite things was how that effect where they made him look old and they made him look young. Like yep. that effect, the de-aging effect like, was incredible. Uh, I mean, it was like I've seen De Niro young. Like we grow up with these people, you know what I mean? Yep. So I remember young Robert De Niro and I'm watching it and I'm like, my God, like it was amazing to say. It was so cool. Yeah, it was seamless because just like you were saying, you you couldn't tell if they were using it or not. And, and that's that's what made it so special. I understand some people are saying, well, you could tell with their movement that they're still old. But yeah, I mean, you can't you can't physically change how someone walks. And I mean, listen, if they're here's old, the they're thing. old. <laughs> well, Italians walk slow. We, yeah. we have this this walk. I, I mean, I, not me. I'm not a mobster, but like mobsters don't move fast. Like they're not trying to draw any attention to themselves. So. Yeah, and when when you talk about uh, De Niro or, or Pacino uh, or Pesci, Pesci for him this this is a role that's just made for him. I think it's he, his best role he's done, and I mean I don't maybe ever I don't know. I, I think it's ever. I really I think, really I think do. his star shines so bright during this. Like I shut it like I I was done watching. My wife's like, "How was I?" I was like, "Man, Joe Pesci." Like I didn't know he had that, you know. Like yeah, he, he reached that certain level where I was like, "Yep." And he played he he played the guy that is so cold mm-hmm. that if you looked at him wrong, he would kill you, your whole family, 
and anyone close to you and then walk home and, and, and eat dinner yeah. and sit down and, and go to and, sleep. And like, and, but the coolest part was like the little bit, and this is where the acting chops came in, is that little bit of compassion that he always had for the Nero's character, Frank. Yeah. Like that is very, it, it was so weird because watching that movie and watching them when they were older, like driving and still like doing shit yeah. like that, like at the end, like the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie where they're doing all the trips and shit. Um, as like 75, 80 year old men that reminded me of my grandfather and his friends so much like being young and sitting at their coffee table and all of his buddies are all of them from like New York and Philly and Delaware and you know, just all sitting around with their hair slicked back, you know? <laughs> yeah, and and that is what Scorsese is so good at. He's so good at drawing his dialogue scenes out where, I mean, there was, there was times where there's nothing going on in the movie. There, Nobody's talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no music. And you're just watching a scene unfold. And most filmmakers these days don't work like that. It's kind of like dead air on broadcasts. They don't want dead air on broadcast, so and and it's made its way into movies. If there's dead air in a movie, they try to cut it. They they don't want any part of it. And Scorsese is probably the last of the dying breed. That can I can I bring he, up can I bring up a hot take? I think what I think people are kind of shitting on this movie because it's Scorsese and what he said yeah. about Marvel that, movies, and and yeah, I think oh yeah. I think that has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. So they don't even go in this giving this a ch- like a like a chance. Like to me, like. Nate's review of it saying it was slow and all like that hits nail on the head. That's not yep. that's not just a quick judgment call. Like that's someone who gave the movie a chance. Yep. I don't think a lot of people that are shitting on this movie watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, they're, you know? they're just and, and and I mean when when you poke the bear that that is Marvel. You're you're gonna have some people that aren't gonna be too I know, happy. I, with I know, you. like Phil. You know our buddy Phil. I don't think he was a big fan. He shut it off after yeah. an hour. I mean, for some people. And here's the thing. This is where I liked it because it was so much different than any other mob mafia movie where and I was explaining to you before, like where it was like supposed to like had this like climax point where it's like, oh, my God, this is where it happens. And then it just stays, you know, zero to 100. Everyone's shooting each other left and right. There's a gang war. There's drugs being pushed. You know, it's almost like Scarface, that last scene in the mansion. Everyone wants that kind of action. You know what I mean? But I think this is like where I loved it because it never let you go too high, but it never let you drop too low. So yep. the whole movie was paced where it's like, here, this is in this year of my life. This is the job I did. Like it almost showed like this is where this job got me to this point where I did this job to get. And it felt very Grand Theft Auto video game ish where it's like, you know, you do this, you get to the next point. You get you're done that chapter and it gets you here. Then it gets you there. And I think that was awesome. And I think Scorsese did a great job of, you know, making me wonder what was next for this guy. You know, because, yeah. it, you know, his relationship with Hoffa and his relationship with uh, I, I forget Pesci's character's name, but. Those two are almost at odds that whole movie because, you know, they wanted, they got uh, the other dude elected. They got Kennedy elected and the they think the mob got him elected and Hoffa doesn't want him elected because it hurts the union and it's like insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pesci's character is Russell. Russell. Uh, yes, Russell. But oh, and the only reason I know that is because one, I have it in my notes and two, I rewatched it this morning. Yeah, I'm a how, wild how man. The, how was the second watch? I caught a lot more that I missed the first time. And I, that's why 
if I can, if it's a movie that comes out on Netflix or I miss in theaters and I watch it, I will always give my quick thoughts. But for a high caliber movie like this that I really enjoyed, I always want to watch it again to really see if I miss something or see if some of my thoughts change on certain things. And for me, this film got a little bit better the second time I yeah. watched it. It was still you caught, really you good. You probably caught more knowing the ending and knowing everything. Yeah. You know, that that's the thing. If you go back and watch it, I think, you know, when you watch a movie for the first time, you're always wondering what's next. What, and you're looking, but yeah. you're overlooking a lot of small detail. That second watch after you know how it ends and you're not like, whoa, 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 whoa. And you take a step back, you'll catch more of the detail. I plan on watching I'm off, you know, work with an injury. So I plan on watching it again with my wife because she wants to see it. But what did you think? Like, what was your like standout? I mean, I think we both agreed that Joe Pesci was the best part, and we liked that the technology they used actually looked real. Um, besides that, like, where where do you you know what do you think they excelled in? I I think they excelled in making a movie that that's believable. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just a guy running out like John Wick style. Yeah, like he, he's not just outgunning 30 people and well here's with, the thing with, this with a little 38 mag and when you like you said that that's per, like that john wick style that's what everybody wants but yep. that's not how the like the mafia works you don't yeah. you don't read in the paper that someone's getting like hit every single day 20 people are dead at a restaurant you do see it eventually sometimes you're like okay man shot in south philadelphia restaurant believed to be related to the mob like that you know, like that guy that happened this year in Staten Island, sitting in his car, bam, got shot in his truck. That yeah. was all over the news. You don't hear that all the time. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I think this one was more of a realistic feel. Yeah, it felt really real, and the story it it, it spent so much time with the characters and. For a movie to be three and a half hours long, that's one of the big things that has to hit. Yep. If one of the characters are are bad or they don't spend enough time with them, it can really affect the film. And I think they spent plenty. I mean, of course, De Niro is our lead actor, so we spent a majority of the film with him, pretty much all of it. Uh, you get a lot of Joe Pesci as Russell uh, at the first and third uh, acts of the film. And then the whole middle is uh, Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, How how did you feel about Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa? I want to get into that because that's where I thought it was almost, they made, they made Jimmy Hoffa look like kind of a moron sometimes. Yeah. Like almost like, like not even a badass stubborn, like a stupid stubborn, not like like, like Jimmy Hoffa was was a fucking boss. You know what I mean? That dude ran shit for years and they made him feel like almost like aloof. Yeah. Like he, he didn't, he didn't deserve to have the power that he did. That was, that was one of my small gripes. Uh, It's just Pacino nailed it. He, he he gets to, he gets to play that, uh, just out of this world. Uh, but I don't think that's how out, Jimmy. Ho- I've never seen Jimmy Hoffa described like as that. weird or yeah. flaky. And, you know, I, and that was that was one of my my issues is the not not necessarily Pacino playing Hoffa and the way he played him, but just the writing. For I don't think Jimmy the problem Hoffa. was with Pacino. I think he played not, the part that they wrote for him perfectly. Yeah, I, th- I, I think, think it was the writing. I think that. They didn't write Hoffa as a strong character, which Jimmy Hoffa, if you said to someone, you know who Frank Sheeran is? They go, no, I know who Ed Sheeran is. If you say, you know who Jimmy Hoffa is? Yeah, that's that mob boss. 
when yeah. he wasn't really even a mob boss, he was a union boss who had ties to the mob. But yeah. in everyone's yeah, mind, that guy in everyone's mind, that guy is the boss of bosses. Yep. So yeah, and they I didn't feel like they depicted him like a boss at all. And they gave they gave that story literally like an hour and forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's half of the movie. It is Jimmy Hoffa and uh, Frank Sheeran and the bond that they build, the friendship they build, and you see, uh, you see, Al Pacino's character as Frank. I mean, he he starts going off the deep end, yep. starts rubbing people the wrong way, and you see that De Niro. You can just see in his face how much he cares for him. And he knows what's what's happening. Yeah, we knows, I all we all knew that De Niro was going to be the one to finish the job. Yep, and, and you, know? you knew that that uh, Russell or Joe Pesci was going to be the one that was going to order that the hit. that order. Yep, yep, and, and, and it's just because it, it's I just I don't know that that is definitely my one one of my two glaring issues. The other, I, I didn't like is, the Peggy storyline that much. That's what I like, was just about like, to bring but, up. But like it did kind of show like, here's the thing. When I th- sat there and watched it, I'm like, Peggy, I don't care. Like, okay, your daughter knows what you're doing. Like, I, all right, I get that. And but she's when, the only one. But when I sit back and watch it, right. What Peggy was showing was the decision that her father was going to make and her father always picked Russell over everything. Yep. And that's why she did not like Russell. She liked Jimmy Hoffa because when they were together, he paid more attention to the kids. It was more family oriented. So like when I looked at it in that, like, you know, view, like Peggy represents the decision, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when you're in it, you're like, I get it. She hates him. I get, you know what I mean? I get it. I just didn't like her her character arc as they spent enough time with her as a kid, uh, of course, because uh, you you get to see her around Pesci's character uh, and he's trying to buy her affection. He's not trying to be her friend or do anything with her. And then you see uh, Pacino's character come in and he wants to spend time with her. Then fast forward, you get to where Peggy is older, played by Anna Paquin, uh, and she's super close to Jimmy Hoffa. And like you said, she knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. She knows exactly what's up. The moment she saw her dad break that guy's hand, she knew exactly because when he went like, if you notice the the dialogue, (laughs) when he walked in was, listen, Frank, I'm sorry. She just wouldn't listen because they knew what he was. Everyone knew what he was. And that was the first time his kid saw him for what he was. Yep. And and that was the day that her mind was made up that what that what he was is who he was going to be for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And especially when uh, spoiler alert, shocker, uh, when he does kill Jimmy Hoffa, uh, she knows. Yeah. Yeah. She knows knows it was him and she knows who called the hit and a lot in the movie. Just like he says, he never talked to her again. She mm-hmm. she wouldn't talk to him, and it was because she had a relationship with Jimmy that Jimmy I mean, was the, probably, Jimmy was the father that she wished yep. you know Frank Sheeran was. Yep, and, and that and was I, and I, I like as we're talking about it, I I understand it. Yeah, oh, I yeah, just I I understand I like it. We, I just didn't like the arc. No, it like, just went. It just kind of like it kind of felt like the movie. 
there was no arc. Like it was just everything was just kind of steady. Even the part where they killed Jimmy, I didn't feel myself, you know, you know, heart beating out of your chest. Yeah, I just you, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. So from people like a lot of reviews, predictable. Well, of course, I mean they're basing this off almost true events. Like Frank Sheeran actually um was I think he was about to die and he admitted that he was the one who carried out the hit on Jimmy Hoffa. Yep. Um and you know, also something that was really cool that they threw in there was they finally said it. Like, did the mob get? Did Jimmy Hoffa get Kem- Kennedy killed? Yeah. And, yeah, they, and they finally cool. they kind of like hinted at it real quick, and then they they kept Shot moving. right away from it. <laughs> and that was such a that's such a Scorsese little like conspiracy theory. Like, I feel like all of his movies, he throws a little like conspiracy Easter egg in it, and he's like, yep, catch and then this. he bounces right yep. away from it. Yep, catch this, I'm gone. But yep. I like that they address that. But again, if you're trying to make Jimmy Hoffa the guy that got Kennedy assassinated or you hint at that, Jimmy Hoffa shouldn't be like that. That's where I was like, I was waiting for Bacina's character to get almost like that scar face. Like, like he's like a fun loving guy. You piss him off. He changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you never got that. He just turned like crazy. Yeah. Like he, like, he didn't he didn't turn mad or like he was he, where he would cause a, or like where he would call out for a hit. He's not even like it he wasn't, wasn't even, even a like badass that. crazy. He was just like berserk. Yeah, like he was just nuts. Wall, like nuts. And like I guess maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know Jimmy Hoffa personally, but everything I've ever read about the guy, I didn't depict him like that. What yeah. I depicted him was like Kingpin and Daredevil. Like how he's yeah. just very like methodical. He moves in silence and he kind of gets the job done. And that's how I always in my head when someone would mention Jimmy Hoffa, that's what I would think. Now, maybe that they have footage on Hoffa and that's how he was, was animated and crazy. But to me, I just I didn't I didn't like the way it meshed with the seriousness of the movie. Yep. He he was definitely and and, and it's no no fault to Pacino, I. Uh, I mean, he was definitely the weakest of the three actors, mm-hmm. but he also had the toughest, had the toughest job yeah. well, this, and, and the toughest script. But this is me, like, picking it apart. Like, all yeah, in yeah. all, like, I watched it. I loved it. Like, I'll watch it again. Yeah. Scorsese oh, yeah. made The Departed. The Departed is my favorite, you know, movie of all time besides Wedding Crashers. But, you know, action <laughs> movie of all time, The Departed. And he gets the star power to do it. You know, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio in... In The Departed, here you have the three heavy Italian hitters with, you know, Pesci, Pacino, and De Niro. It's like the, they're like icons for us. Like we, yeah, we, yeah, we pray mean, to them you, you before think, we eat our Sunday gravy. You know what I yeah, mean? I mean <laughs> when, when you think of mob movies, you think of those yep. three. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got Goodfellas, you got Casino, you've got and uh, all, Scarface. And, and all of them had a little bit more of a climax, like a climatical point where you were like, okay, this shit just picked up. And I think yeah. that and and while I liked that it didn't have that, I also was waiting for it. So yep. you had that little like, oh, man, like that. That's how it's going to get. You know what I mean? Where you want it to be like heart beating and going crazy. But I like that they stayed away from that because it's the most predictable approach to a mobster movie is bang, bang, shoot, shoot, kill, kill. You know, it's like this was like inside the psyche of one of the biggest mobsters in the world. Yep, and, and the way like it started off a, a little slow, but once it got going, it stayed at a steady pace. It 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 
climbed a hill mm-hmm. every now and then, but it never just hit a, yep. a super lull for 20 you, or 30 you never minutes. Got, you never got the Avengers assemble. Like, and that's like what I do yep. like about film is I like, like I fell in love with more movies because I was introduced to the Marvel Universe where it's Avengers assemble and then here we go. They're all here. Here comes the fight scene. Game of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards, the episodes leading up to it. You're ready for it. This one didn't pick, like I said, it didn't pick you up too high. And it didn't drop you too low because after that yep. stuff, sometimes you drop and then it's hard to pick that momentum back up. Pro wrestling, perfect example. You go on after a hot match, the crowd's down because they already exerted so much energy. This one, you didn't have to exert like you exerted some like energy, but it wasn't like an up and down roller coaster. It was just let's take this ride. You know what I mean? There was a movie. Um, I think it was called Chef. It was about a guy in a food truck yep. with a. Uh, John Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah. That was the same way. I absolutely love that movie, but I was waiting for his best friend to turn on him. I was waiting for someone to screw him over, and nobody did. It was just like this steady, and I loved it. It was just a steady, feel-good film, but that's what the pacing reminded me of because the whole time you're waiting for this crazy climax, and you kind of just don't get there. Like, I guess Jimmy Hoffa getting killed at the end is the climax you waited for but if you paid attention to the movie you knew the whole time that was happening yeah yeah and uh, i mean obviously if you uh, if you know the story you know jimmy hoffa uh died by a mob hit so yeah well they they you, don't know you knew what it was coming they don't know yeah, still well, he, no. they still disappeared there's a disappearance yeah because yeah, they murdered him and burned his body and <laughs> dumped him somewhere and he's gone you know so uh what what is your score out of five what, what would you give I'd it? I'd give it a four. Four and a half. Ah. Four. I give it a four. All right. And and give, here's the reason I give it a four. Because I've seen what Scorsese can do. The Departed's it's a yeah. five. All right. But the part it picked you up, dropped you down a little, picked you back up. There was a lot of like you get that nervous feeling. You know, like and that's what I like when I watch a movie. I like getting those emotions where you're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I'm so nervous. This is crazy. Your palms are sweating. You're so invested. This I just chilled and watched and i was like laying back and i was like this is cool like this is this is awesome this is kind of like a documentary film a biopic and it's you know there's i'm I'm learning as i'm watching which is cool um but it never reached that point to me where i was like sorry scorsese this is avengers infinity war you know what i mean like which i i consider one of the craziest emotional roller coasters of all time Oh, yeah. And that's just how Scorsese does his does his films. He's not going to give you just balls to the wall craziness throughout the whole movie. No, but, but like, and then and a with, huge with payoff the departed, at the end. The, the ending was nuts. Yeah. And the oh, departed, yeah. that that's was like, the payoff. But he there were scenes in there where you were like, oh, my God, holy shit. How did that happen? How did I overlook that? And then at the end, it turns again, and you're like, what? It's like, like I said, it's like a roller coaster ride where you're just turning and tossing, and you're like, at the end, you're like, I don't know how I survived that. I didn't feel that way. Yeah. This was more of like a like a taxi ride. You're just kind of in it, and, yeah. you know? <laughs> Whatever happens, yeah. happens. I, I'm giving it a 4.5 out of 5. Uh, it is currently my number seven uh, film on the year. I... I really enjoyed it. Uh, De Niro and, and Pesci stole the show for me. I, 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 I've always been a, a De Niro guy, and I've always liked Pesci. 
uh, especially in certain roles, especially uh, mob movies, mm-hmm. and of, of course, Home Alone, Home Alone too. He's he's fantastic. Uh, but for me, I, I can I can completely understand why people. I uh, don't. It, it's don't it's like not it. one of the movies where it's you're not like, going to be for everyone. Yeah, it's not one of the movies where, like, how do you not like that movie? Like, it is yep. slow. It's tedious. It's a lot of learning. You got to remember all these moving parts. They're in Philly. He goes to Delaware. Then he goes to Chicago. And then he has his hand with him, but he also, you know, on the side with him, who he works for on the side. Now there's a conflict. Now he's blowing up the wrong laundromat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. There's so much like, what family is that? What family is that? Who is he working for now? How did he get to Chicago with Jimmy Hoffa? You know, like, yeah, you have to, and it, but it's, you have to pay attention. Deep. Everything said in that movie matters. Yep. And that's the biggest deal is a lot of movies nowadays, you can, like, especially if you're watching at home, I, I know people look at their phone, yep. uh, get up, go get a drink, don't pause it, whatever. And you can get, you can get by with that. In about ninety percent of films nowadays, you can never do that with a no, Scorsese like when I, film. So I, I, that's funny that you said that because I started the movie, I looked at my phone, and then I missed something, and like it was like two minutes later, I'm like, "How the hell did this?" Like, so I had to <laughs> go back, and then I just put my phone aside, and I was like, because once I, you know, because you see him driving down the highway as old men. And then all of a sudden it then, switches. Then they're 20 years yeah, and then it switches back. And I'm like, what did I just miss? Like, what yep. What was that three minutes that I just, you know. And I'm happy. I wish I could have gotten the chance to see it in theaters. Uh, it got a super, super limited release. Uh, but on the other note, I'm excited I got to watch it at home because Endgame almost broke me. Mm-hmm. I almost pissed my yep. pants. Oh, my God. I remember – it's three hours I long. How, I, I, almost, I can't sit I that long. I pissed myself at, like, during, uh, during Endgame 2. Or was it Infinity? One of them, I was like, legs crossed. Like, I could not move without... Like, if I moved, I was pissing myself. Like, I walked out, like, like holding... And then, of course, like, the end scene's coming on. And you're like, I gotta see the end scene. I gotta see the end scene. <laughs> so you sit through, like, seven minutes of names. Yeah, that that's the worst. That was the about best Marvel part. Movies. Is like I was like, man, I got to piss. Pause, pee, come back, yeah, play. Yeah. And that and that's what I did. It was about two hours and thirty minutes mm-hmm. in. I, I paused it. I, I went and used the bathroom. Went and got me a water. Made me some cereal, and then sat back down. Enjoyed the rest of it. And and that's that's the one good thing about it. Not going to see it in theaters. It's still one that I would have loved to see yeah, in theaters. And, and I probably just wouldn't have drank anything. I, I, I'm giving it like I said. I'm, I gave it a four, but it's not a movie that I wouldn't watch again. That four could oh, yeah. easily go to a four point five on a second watch on picking up on stuff. You know. Yeah. You know, having that conversation with you about Peggy. Now maybe I look at her character differently, and the arc is what the arc is. Um, I think we're spoiled, though, in in character arcs in movies, especially Marvel movies, because the arc in comic books is so insane that you see that on film and it just translates over so well. Like like Iron Man's arc from selfish billionaire prick to, okay, maybe I'll work as a team. Okay, I'm coming back to help, help the team. Okay, I'm sacrificing my life for humanity. That character arc. Through, is through is incredible. The, you know, Iron Man the, was my best standalone Marvel movie of all time, and then you have the other two, which I don't consider movies. And then you have, you know, Infinity <laughs> War, in Civil War, Infinity War, uh, Spider Man, and Endgame. You know, his yep. his whole arc. It's just. 
but like here's the thing that's over six movies his arc yeah is over like that but in this i think de niro's arc was was the best but i think pesci's portrayal of the character was the best i think de niro played yeah. that character and that but that's what the irishman was about it was about frank sheeran so if his arc wasn't the best we wouldn't be giving it a four or 4.5 yeah we would have had a problem yeah. uh especially so with the end of this episode i we're gonna bring ann on for for something else that's gonna come out tomorrow too but we're not gonna talk about that right now as always, you can find us at RR Film Pod on Twitter. You can join our Patreon for as little as $1 at patreon.com backslash RR Film Pod. But I'm going to let Ant shout out all his stuff because that's just what we're going to do. And, and since I'm I'm running the show, that's what I'm going to do. It's a pretty busy week. So every Monday you can catch the Rant Pod. It comes about 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. It's on um, Spotify. Apple, wherever you find your podcast, look for The Rant on Twitter at the RVNT Pod. We also do streaming, twitch.tv backslash The Rant. We're having a play-per-view, WWE pay-per-view event Friday night where we just sit there, bullshit, you know, answer questions and play a pay-per-view that we make up. We make up the belts. The whole thing's fun. Um, it gets competitive because no one likes to lose. And then Sunday, I'm actually hosting the Wrestle Hub Wrestling Podcast Awards, where I dip my hand in film because it's the first time I ever did sketch comedy or any skits, and <laughs> they're pretty berserk and crazy. But I, I hope people enjoy them. And you can follow me personally at Game of Ant on Twitter. Yeah, definitely, definitely follow uh, the Rant Pod. Definitely listen to them. Join their Patreon. I mean. We're, we're all trying to accomplish one thing, and that is to make everyone's life a little bit more enjoyable. But that is all the time we have for The Irishman. Uh, like I said, Ant's going to be on another episode. We're actually about to record it now. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, though. Well, we, You'll just have to wait and be ready for it. But I'm signing off, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>